Chicago. This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride on a Deal Breakers Thursday. We'll open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's how you can watch this show and all the shows here on ESPN 1000. Cap, you know, it is interesting for you and I to be living in this world-class city of Chicago or the Chicagoland area, at the very least, we know how to be able to handle the snow. We are not panicked when it's the snow because you and I are veterans of the snow or the snowstorm. That is correct. And you had travel issues doing basketball two nights ago. Last night, I had a great game to call. I had Illinois State at Bradley. The war on 74. Uh-huh. And I thought going into it, full disclosure, this is a blowout. Bradley's going to just destroy them. I know you thought it was a blowout because you started your car at 830. Game's still going on. I did. This is going to be over soon. Don't worry about it, Mindy. I'll be home. Take that. And I hit the remote start on the car. Uh Uh-huh. Going into the game. One of the members of my crew, I won't throw the guy under the bus, he said, better have a lot of material. This is going to be a 20-pointer. Okay. Overtime. Mm Mm-hmm. Illinois State should have won. Yep. They lose in overtime, 79-75, and I hit the remote start three times till that thing finally ended. Mm-hmm. Came out, you people know how to drive? Yeah. Can't get out of the parking lot. Sitting there for half an hour. Snow, how's that snow down there? It was coming down when the game ended. Mm-hmm. I crawl my way out. I get on 74. There's cars and ditches, and I'm thinking... Hmm, I probably shouldn't eat this salad that I saved <laughs> for the way home. Right. A little messy. Nowhere to get a cup of coffee. I mean, it's Peoria. They're closed. Yeah. I thought, I'll get an iced coffee. I'll make. Dude, I'm driving. There's another car in the ditch. There's one spit. I'm like, oh, boy. Nice and slow. Took my time. Bet the Seattle Kraken game so I had something to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I listened to hockey coming back. No salt trucks down there? I don't think they know that concept. Oh, my God. Two things about that. Well, number one. Great for the, game. For, that, for them not to have any salt trucks. For, because you have to anticipate the snow, right? Whether it's a big town or a small town, everyone is the weather authority. The weather authority. Look out. Storm team. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's supposed to scare you, right? They know the, the snow's coming, so make sure that the people are prepared for it. Correct. Right? Correct. The other thing is, too, what I always find fascinating about this state is, is that you're calling that game, the War on 74, and you and I speak in a Midwestern Chicago accent for the mm-hmm. most part, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we are. You just go not even two hours outside of the city, and all of a sudden, hey, David, how are you? Good to see you. 
I just left the house. What happened? Right. <laughs> now I'm in Kentucky. What happened? It's exactly why, right. Why does it happen? I mean, two hours outside the state. Well, if you're looking for the media room, it's just right down the hall. And then hang a left. Excuse me? Exactly. Where am I, Oklahoma? <laughs> I just left the house. And I had a guy walk up to me. Yeah. He's got one of those beards with no mustache. The Amish. The Amish, yeah. Yeah. And he handed the, me that. See Everett Coop look? Yeah, exactly. The former Surgeon General. <laughs> and he hands me two $1 bills mm-hmm. with the same, hey, David, I listen to you and Hoodie every morning. There's $2 I saved for you for Bernie's book bank. Oh, that's so very good. Thank you, C. Everett. There you, I don't know where the money is. is. There you go, Darren. At Bernie'sBookBank.org, there's an, things overflowing with money. So thank you to the gentleman at the game yesterday. Now, but it was cool. The reason why I bring this up, and I was absent yesterday, because your partner is a smart man. Smart man. Here's why I'm smart. You know why that is, Shay? Is because there I am in the Ozarks, in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, boy, that, that tell you what, this valley. A lot of Jonathan Hoods down there. <laughs> lot, 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 yeah. yeah. Not too many. No. <laughs> Quite the garden spot, right, in the Ozarks. So there I am, Cap, and I knew... Because I look ahead. Tuesday, we do the, I do the show from ESPN. What was it? The ESPN affiliate in, in, in Springfield. Mm-hmm. The jock. Take a sniff. The jock. Take a sniff. And right? They have a mascot. We got to get into that, too. Yes. So I'm doing the show from there. Affable people. Great. The guy there at, that works there, Tom, says, well, I don't know. Snow's going to be coming. I don't know if you'll be able to get out tonight. Excuse me? I don't know if you'll be able to get out tonight. Why? Don't you guys, you know, be salt trucks? I mean, just snow. We get, no. Nope. Now, we kind of panic around here. We're going to close the schools probably on tomorrow. It's like, you're going to close the schools. <laughs> now, it's flurries. It's not bad, Cap. Right. We do the game on, on Tuesday. We lost, UIC lost to, uh, to uh, Missouri State. 73 69, I think. Tough, yeah. tough game. Tough yeah. loss. We get out of the arena and it's coming down. But not so bad where it's a panic. We've seen two or three inches on the ground before. That's ah, no bad. Right. I'm slipping and sliding, trying to get to the bus. All right, here, I got here we go. I'm getting on the bus. Good, Jim. All right, here I go. Good. Good. Good driver. <laughs> so, I'm, so, so, I'm, so I'm there with the driver, and he's like, you know, it's good. So, Cap, we get on the bus, and we're going headed to the airport in Springfield. And we're sitting there for 45 minutes. They would not let us on the tarmac to get on our charter flight. And the snow's coming down, sure. But, I mean, they would not let us get on the plane. And I said, well, the thought is, well, maybe we have to turn around and go back to the hotel. Finally, we were able to get on that, on that flight. But, of course, you get on the, the plane, you sit comfortably, and the guy says, uh, we have a problem with our engine. It's going to be a little bit of time. Now it's 1130 at night. Now it's 12. Now it's 1230. We don't get out of there until 1230 in the morning. We've got a problem with our engine. We usually get try to get our part from Milwaukee, but we'll see if we can get a part for our engine. Now, of course, that is panic time when you say there's a problem with the engine. Correct. On a charter flight, this ain't American or Southwest. Right. Who's who's fixing that engine for me? Cap. Engine problem. Now, that's panic time. Now, yeah. you know, Elmer, can you come over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Elmer's got to fix it, from, you know, now we've got a problem, right? I'll see if I can do try to put this engine here so y'all can get back to Chicago. Excuse me? Chicago. Cap. <laughs> they start the engine of this thing. <laughs> that makes it. That, now, again, it's not just a regular plane where it's, you know, these planes are streamlined. You don't hear the, the engine. It's not so loud. On that plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
That's like, they don't sound good, Cap. And, of course, the smell coming out of there, it's, it's as if this, this plane's been sitting there for months. That's what it's, because you got to let it warm up, apparently. A plane needs to warm up? Cap? <laughs> warm it up like an old jalopy, like an 84 Chevy. <laughs> oh, God. I better call Cap. May not make it. Get Jesse in. <laughs> May not make it. So I didn't. So after all that, finally land in Midway, about a quarter to three. I knew that it wasn't. I, I couldn't just get back here at midnight, come and do the show. I knew it was going to be late. A little bit of snow is the thing that delayed it. A little bit. If it's O'Hare, Midway, some other metropolitan city, it'd been fine. Springfield, Missouri, no shot. No shot. No shot. And there's a lady there, right? So on these charter flights. You get the announcement for any flight. Hey, this is how you put on your seatbelt. Here's the whole thing with the mask and everything else. So you get... She's there, and she's just in the phone talking to herself. I'm going to show you. I'm going to send you the video. Welcome to our airline. Just want you to know that you have to put on your seatbelt. Excuse me? Hello? We Hello? can't hear you. Yeah. I mean, she, she's barely talking into the, into the receiver, right? Brutal. Brutal. Scary. <laughs> Scary. My point of all of this is is that at least in our city, we know how to handle the snow. Correct. And, it, and you, we don't panic. I don't care what they say on the television with these things. These weather alert. Oh, my God. Snow's coming. Okay. I think we can handle it. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> but in these other towns, Cap? Oh, boy. Last oh. night leaving Peoria? Yeah. Are you people aware that we live in the Midwest? Yes. This is not Naples. Florida. Is, is it difficult for snow, for uh, or rather salt, for some cities to be able to put salt and put it into place? It must be. It must be. Mm. And then I got a guy, I'm trying to get out of the parking lot, and there's a stoplight getting out of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Thank God. It's green. Can we go? Guy gets out and has to get something out of the trunk. Now the oh, light come takes on now. again. Right. I'm like, You're, really? You know what? That's just that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. How, how's that work in Michigan, uh, Shay? How's that work? You, get, you guys got salt? In oh, yeah, towns? we got salt. It's a lot like here. I was driving down Lakeshore the other day, and the salt truck was doing about 60 while salting Lakeshore. I thought it was all going to go through my windshield. <laughs> okay. It was bouncing up off the road. No, yeah. it's a lot like that in Michigan. You see the salt trucks everywhere going fast and doing the salt at the same time. Uh, it's overly salted, maybe. You, nothing wrong with that. I was driving to do a game at University of Detroit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not taking a flight. or I want to get back to do the radio. Yeah. So I, well, the only car I owned back at that time was my used Corvette. Yeah. A blizzard hits. Oh, boy. I get off to get a cup of coffee. It is snowing like you can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Cars all over the place. I pull into the little mini mart gas station thing, truck stop, whatever. I walk in and there's a police officer in there. He doesn't engage talking to me. Mm-hmm. He's talking, hey, Marge, how are you tonight? Oh, Marge. It's awful out there. <laughs> and she said, how the roads? He said, I'm getting ready. I have to pull a car out. Where it go out? He goes, it hasn't yet. Some idiot's got a Corvette out there. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> Some idiot has a Corvette. Yeah. I'm the idiot. I said, that would be me. He goes, are you nuts? <laughs> Thank God I didn't go into the <laughs> So I'm good. By the way, the next now you want to know because you'll always ask, "Where's your next game?" I'm just telling you, right? Yep. So I, at some point during our show, I got to go to Evansville. Am I good there? No, I'm not. I'm not good there. That's that's worse than Springfield, Missouri. Okay, I got to go to. I've been to Normal. Got to go to Illinois State. They're fine. That's fine. Again, when you go again, just from Chicago to Illinois State, the accents change. 
It's crazy. <laughs> just, it's weird how that happened. A lot of Carhartt at the game last night. <laughs> Those are just the women. <laughs> with the that Carhartt, is correct. Right? So I think, and I got to go to Tennessee. I got to go to Nashville for to Belmont. That's fine, right? Uh, you'll be fine. There. That's a that's, big city. It's a big city, uh, improving city. Excellent food. Nashville's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, it's a good city. I was talking about this with uh, Tyler Aki the other day, hoodie. When you left to go to Springfield, yeah, UIC. If people don't know, used to be in the Horizon League. They took a step up in class to yeah. the to the Valley. Hoodie took a step down in cities he travels to. I mean, the horizon, you get Milwaukee, you get Detroit, maybe you stop in Cincinnati, you get Cleveland, uh, Green Bay, whatever. But the valley, Hoodie, it's it's desolate. (laughs) Well, I got this from Pat Foley, what he used to say. You know, he'd be be in Edmonton someplace, and he goes, they'll roll up the streets at 11, hurry up with the game. It's something like that, right? Because you can't eat. Right. Same thing here in some of these cities. Terre Haute, so long, everybody. Yeah. Dark at at 8.30. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. The, the hotel I stayed in in, uh, in Springfield, the bar closed at 9. Right. You're coming back there after a game starving. Nothing. No shot. No, they're gone. The, the person that's in the little bistro in the hotel cab he gave me like some water at night when we first got there on Monday night, and Tuesday morning I'm looking for like a, you know a coffee, a little sandwich, so we could do our show on Tuesday. It's the same guy, same guy, he, and he looks so disheveled. I'm like, do you live here? You just served me at seven o'clock the night before, and here and here it is five a.m. Good morning. What can I do for you? I'm like, hey Sam, are you the same guy that I saw last night? Crazy. He's working the whole shift, right? From like seven a.m. till they close at six. Brutal. The, the Brutal. Guy, the guy behind the counter, Cap, the same guy. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Oh, God. Man, it's, just, it's a small town living. It's, it's, it's fascinating to I've me. I've been there. It's, it's Morgantown, West Virginia. What a dump. <laughs> it's, it's something, man. It's, it's very interesting. This is for sure. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about the Bears with you. If you believe the Bears are three years from the Super Bowl, should they reset the clock on the quarterback? Now, we'll explain what that means, reset the clock on the quarterback. We'll talk about that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Morning show here on ESPN 1000 at the ESPN Chicago app. Hope you're going to have a great Thursday. It is a deal breakers Thursday here on Chicago's Home for Sports. We'll have that for you coming up at 8 30. Boy, I tell you, Cap, it is January 26th. And man, the Bears haven't played a game in weeks. But it's something about Justin Fields that people are so enamored with. Not just the number one pick in the draft because the Bears. They have the world is their oyster with the number one pick of the draft, but just everyone wants to talk about Justin Fields, what he could be, where he could go, what he could do for the Bears. So I'm in the middle of doing my game last night, mm-hmm. Illinois State at Bradley. With John Rooney. With John Rooney, the voice of the Cardinals. Hi, David Kaplan. How are you? <laughs> for a white shot winner and a world championship. <laughs> I told him you always say that. And oh, God. He hates me. All of a sudden, my phone <laughs> starts blowing up with texts. Mm-hmm. The game's a good game. I got. Hey, I'm watching the game, and here's another Steve Hoskins from South watching the game. Yeah. Here's a buddy of mine watching. And then I see one of our 
favorite guests we've had in studio, Brett Boone, the former all-star MLB player. Yes. Why is Brett Boone texting me? I just had somebody on. He couldn't stop talking about Justin Fields. I'm sending you the audio for you and Hoodie. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the name Justin Fields everyone wants to talk about. Everyone has rumor or innuendo about what the future of the Bears is going to look like. This draft pick is big. The draft is big. Even more so than the number one pick. The draft is big because a new president's in place. Second year for the general manager. Second year for the head coach. Second full year as a starter for Justin Fields. All of this. And a new stadium's coming. So this is the part of the new era of the Chicago Bears. But there's Warren Sapp. He has some thoughts on Justin Fields. Listen. You know what? How good is the preparation, the the, the, the practicing, and the people you're going to put around him? Because what I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're going to package him up, trade him for some other pieces, and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. There's smoke everywhere talking about them trading Justin Fields and going out to Bryce. And you only have one pick. What do you do? You trade away that one thing you have for a couple weapons, and then you get a much more capable throw of the ball. Might be a big fire brewing, and you didn't see it coming, but Warren Sapp told you first. Okay. So Warren Sapp, who's just like every other NFL player or media person plugged in, they hear stuff, again, rumor and innuendo about the Bears and Justin Fields. So when you hear that, what's your initial reaction? So my initial reaction, because I listened to it at a commercial break, Put it to my ear on my phone. Oh, God. I sent it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Shay's like, well, there's 7 o'clock. Said, I text Brett back. Is he just shooting from the hip? Or do you think he's an insider? He's got knowledge. Is he tapped in was the term I put on my phone. In two seconds, I get back from him. Tapped in. He has sources on this. Now, will he tr- turn out to be right? We don't know that. But if he's hearing that from the circles he runs in, he's been an analyst around the NFL for a long time. Mm -hmm. Boy, that concerns me. I don't want to trade Justin Fields. Okay. Uh, Again, for those listening to us for the first time, maybe this is new to you, but for the longtime Cap and J-Hood listeners, part of Cap and J-Hood Nation, I'll say it again. Cap, I believe that Justin Fields can develop into being a cornerstone quarterback for this Bears team. Agreed. I don't look at him or young players and say, well, we saw a year of this in a season in which you're supposed to lose, a season in which you were tanking on purpose. And how do we know? Look at the roster. Look at the lack of weapons that Justin Fields had to deal with. Now, some would be of the opinion to say, well, if Justin Fields is this great, he's supposed to make St. Brown better and make Claypool better and make some of these, you know, these um, what I would consider practice players practice squad players he's supposed to elevate those guys don't agree don't agree justin will be even better with better weapons with a better offensive line uh with cole commit with another year of seasoning the idea that that justin feels is what he is is not fair it's not fair once the team develops now we gotta see what justin feels is i mean i could have closed the door on kyler murray in his first year too like yep too small that's it get him out of there well, that's not fair for him either, and he secured the bag. But with Justin Fields, if people believe this is all he is, I think they're going to be sadly mistaken. So Warren says he's hearing they're going to trade Justin, and we'll play it again in case people didn't quite hear what he said. You're having your morning coffee. You're getting ready for your day. 
but he talks about Justin. You get a couple pieces and go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. You know what? How good is the preparation, the the the, the practicing, and the people you're going to put around him? Because what I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're going to package him up trade him for some other pieces and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. There's smoke everywhere talking about them trading Justin Fields and going out to Bryce. You only have one pick, what do you do? You trade away that one thing you have for a couple weapons, and then you get a much more capable throw of the ball. Might be a big fire brewing and you didn't see it coming, but Warren Sapp told you first. How do you know that Bryce is a guy that is more capable of throwing the football than Justin Fields? How do you know that? You don't know that. By the way, that was on the Brett Boone podcast. You don't know that he is a better thrower of the football because if you go back and watch Justin Fields at Ohio State, and I know he had, a, you know, as you call it, an iron gate in front of him for an mm-hmm. offensive line. His tight ends in the NFL, Jeremy Rukert, uh, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harris. He had all these different guys that have rolled through there at that wide receiver position. He's had great players. That all said, Justin was a passing quarterback at Ohio State. He wasn't a runner like he was here. They just did that out of necessity. Everybody just wants to be able to just fast forward through a guy's season or or a person's career and say, this is who he is. Based on the last thing you saw, that's who he is. And that's just not right. I just don't see it that way, Cap. I don't. I don't either. Now, again, now, say, for instance, the Bears do this. Okay? Say, the, for instance, the Bears say, you know, we've seen enough of Justin Fields. We're going to go with a rookie quarterback. Okay. You want to do that? That's fine. So you're already tanking. So you want to start absolutely from the bottom again. Because here's what you do know. You know that Justin Fields is a pillar for your team. Do you want to go in there with no pillars for 2023? You just want to start over again? Because ultimately, that's what you'd be doing. If you trade Justin Fields, you'd be starting over again. So what you're, you're exactly right. You're going right back to ground zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. First of all, if you believe the statistics, and they're, they're uh, uh, compiled over a lot of years. Joe Banner was talking about it on, I want to say, Pro Football Network that I was listening to on the radio, some show. And he says... 50% max hit rate on quarterbacks in the first round. Max. Mm-hmm. So already you're hoping that by bringing in Bryce Young and getting rid of Justin, that that's a hit. What if Bryce Young isn't what you thought he was? Right. At least with Justin, you have empirical proof. There's tape. Okay, he does this well, but we got to work on these set of things. And that's all seasoning and just development. Right. You mean the Bears are so impatient that they would not want to develop Justin Fields? I actually believe polls. How about that? I actually believe polls that he believes that at this point in time today that Justin is his guy. And I believe in the 2023 season he will start for the Bears. Unless polls is completely lying to us. And that way, if that's the case, I don't want to play poker with that guy at all. Because he told us directly in his last press conference that yeah, he'd have to be blown away with a package to do something Drastic to change the quarterback position. Correct. Did you not say that? He did. I have to be blown away. Now, could Bryce Young come in for a workout and be blown away by him? Yes. 100%. That could happen. I just don't think they're going to trade Justin Fields. I think it would be foolish. Joe Banner, who was president of the Browns and I think the Eagles, yep. he said first-round picks, that hit rate's just over 50%. Mm-hmm. So 
if that's the case and you trade Justin for, uh, let's pie in this guy, three number ones. All right. One and a half of those guys are going to work out. That's right. That's right. I mean, could you hit on all three? Sure. I was listening to Waddle and Sylvie show yesterday driving down, and they were talking about the 83 draft the Bears had. Mm-hmm. They got two Hall of Famers in that draft. Jimbo Covert, Richard Dent. Mm-hmm. I think they got Mark Bortz. They signed Hilgie at one point Solid. as a free agent, undrafted guy, somewhere in that span of time. And they had a hell of a draft. One of the best ever. We're going to bet. If, if you believe that that can happen... Like Shea believes they can get this thing turned like that. Yeah. That is simply blind faith. Yep. And and a lot of those fans have that because you want to see the Bears be a good team. But we, you and I both know it's a process. It's a system. See, Cap, I would be along the lines. I would say, yeah, go ahead and trade Justin Fields if I knew what the Bears' system is. Bears don't even know what their system is. Correct. Like, like if San Francisco did this, Kansas City did this, oh, well, well that was a proven teams. New England did this. Well, okay. Well, they got a plan, so and, you trust them. and proven coaches, right? And trusted organizations, correct? Cornerstone organizations of the National Football League. If the Steelers did this, well, they they got something going on there. Okay, let's see what they're going to do. But the Bears, absolutely not. Right, a GM who's done nothing yet except dismantle, a head coach who has done nothing yet except go three and fourteen and is only foray in that job. Right, an offensive coordinator who's never done it till this year. A defensive coordinator who, I think he had a brief run in Minnesota, but has really got no experience with success as a D.C. Fair. And we're betting that every single move we make is going to work out. Well, okay. We're up against it, so I want to do this on the other side. But can I explain why it's not blind faith, at least? Yeah, coming up I'm not going to yell and scream. I'm just going to calmly explain why it's not blind faith. Okay, that's a lie. Uh, you, you, you'll explain it. I'm going to keep my head this morning, Hoodie. Don't think that's true. It is blind faith. Uh, coming up, if you believe that the Bears are three years from the Super Bowl, should they reset the clock on the quarterback like someone other than Justin Fields? Cap and I will take your phone calls on that. Coming up next, Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. Patrick Mahomes says that he's ready to go for the AFC Championship. Aaron Rodgers says he's open to restructuring his contract if he plays in 2023. Luis Robert and Johan Moncada join Cuba's World Baseball Classic roster. Duquesne blows out Loyola by a score of 72 to 58. And the Bulls will take on Charlotte tonight at the Beehive. Captain Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Come on, Harry. We want to say goodnight to you. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app, we can find White Sox Weekly with our guy Connor McKnight. Need your White Sox fix? Check out Connor McKnight, available on the ESPN Chicago app. Thanks for being with us as we talk to you about the Chicago Bears, but only in this regard because it just continues to happen. So much um, talk, conjecture, questions about the Bears and what they're going to do with this number one pick. And Justin Fields, Warren Sapp on the Brett Boone podcast said, There's smoke everywhere talking about them trading Justin Fields and going out the price. You only have one pick. What do you do? You trade away that one thing you have for a couple weapons, and then you get a much more capable throw of the ball. Might be a big fire brewing, and you didn't see it coming. But Warren, I've told you first. Cap, I've told you this several times already here in the off season. Don't outdumb the room. 
Don't try to figure it like I'm smarter than everybody else. You have so many holes on this roster. You have to reimagine this roster with, with new talent and free agents to try to make this a winner. I don't expect it in 2024, 2025. Hopefully things will turn around. But if Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, you know, um, a couple other guys that could help you on the defensive side of the football, if they can help you, plug those guys in. Don't outdumb the room. Hey, look at this shell game I'm going to play to try to be the number one guy in the draft or people talk. It's not about what, what people say. It's about what's best for the organization. Plug in with guys that can make a difference. Right. Don't, don't, I, don't, do, don't do something crazy. I want them to build something. Mm-hmm. And if that means next year isn't as good as people hope, then so be it. Okay, if I they, see that again, they're building something. I don't want, hey, there's that 34-year-old receiver that we can eke out eight wins. I want to build something for sustained success that every year... This new era of Bears football, you are listening to something you're proud every week. You're not going to win every game, obviously. Every single season we go, well, we get a shot. Shay? Well, Cap said last segment, and I wanted to answer this, that my saying they could get to nine wins next season is nothing but blind faith. There's nothing I didn't say you. I just said people it. that believe they can get nine, and ten wins. That's you said people faith. that believe, Shay, they could get to nine or ten wins. That's blind faith. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's not. And I'm ask- the question I keep asking is, why does getting to that next year mean they're not building something? I didn't like, say it does. If we look around, uh, and, and yesterday Jesse brought up, well, the Lions, they've been building something for years. That's not true. In the final year of Quinn Trisha, which was 2020, they are returning five starters out of 22 from that final year. They weren't building something from that. They blew out the head coach. They blew out the general manager. They brought in Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. They went from three wins to nine wins. Is that some kind of Michiganese that you just gave us there, Quintricia? Yes, that is Michiganese. Okay, what is that? It's that's when I, was, when I was there in 2019. That's what people colloquially referred to Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia as. It Thank was you. the Quintricia regime. They okay. were wrapped in a blanket together and shipped from New England. <laughs> okay. How but, many guys do they have on the roster, I didn't ask you starters, for depth, which is a huge thing in the NFL. Ryan Poles, uh, to Hoodie's question. I don't know, I'd have to do more homework. But you, it, Cap, it's five out of 22 starters. They've overhauled the roster. The entire defensive secondary is new. The entire wide receiving core is new. The quarterback is new. The running backs are new. Everything is new from the roster they had when they were terrible and the, and the regime that they had to the regime that they have now. So the point that I keep making is not just, well, I think they're going to be good because they're going to be good. It's if you look at the history of this league, teams that get the higher right bounce back and build something very quickly and the idea that you're going to be the patriots and be around for 20 years that's happened once all, all, if you yeah. if you're going to be the chiefs that's happened once i mean to be the dynasty that's not going to happen Say you're asking a gm who's never done the job and has proven nothing uh, why shouldn't i though like that that's the point but, i'm but making i, I don't say that's you the expectation that's that i have faith. no that is but blind it's, faith. it's not it's an expectation because here's the other side of it the teams that don't do it and again i'll use the lions they they hired Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, two guys who had never done the job. They were bad for three straight years. They got fired. Well, That's what's going to happen if this isn't turned around. Well, let me just say this. For both of you, uh, both things are true in that, yes, any fan has faith in the team, blind faith or whatever, that you have faith that they can be able to turn it around. At the same time, 
look at what Shea's saying. Shea believes, and he gives us examples of teams that went from worst, worst to first. What I want is, if you're going to get there, make sure they're sustainable. Don't just pop up and get in the playoffs, and then we don't see you for the next three or four years. Like so, perfect- so, actually, so actually, both of you are correct in that regard. Blind faith or just expectations, that, that both should be on the table for any fan. Like I believe that the GM in Jacksonville had been a GM somewhere else. Right, but he then why are you hiring of- anybody? Like, if, if we're just going to go, well, Poles can't do this because he's never I been a GM. No one said or he Or Eberflus, we can't expect no him to do this because he's never been the coach. But they then have why to hire prove him? they can. Well, that's fine. But then if they don't, then they have to also have the accountability to be shown the door. Like, the point I'm making to you is, if you don't turn this around quickly, we're not going to sit here and go, oh, well, it's okay. We knew they were going to be bad. No, you have to do this fast. That's the way the league works. And if you don't, goodbye. I'll show you the door. And I'm not telling you after next year, but next year, if it's not getting better, the seat should absolutely be hot. This idea we can just expect them to continue to be bad because the roster's bad now, make it better and then go win games or we're going to have a conversation about the future of the team my expectations for the bears is that they should be a playoff team in 25 as much as i would love to have that this year or 24 i expect them just based on roster composition for them to be in the playoffs in 25 if they're there a year before that that's awesome but i expect it in 25 for this team to be exactly where they need to be with justin fields as the quarterback Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Here's John and Aurora on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, uh, All right, John. Hey guys. Hey, I just want to make a quick uh, point out that uh, George McClatchy is already on uh, record saying that uh, pay, pay, he gave pay seven years because he was a gro- he, he understood that it was the first time GM. The Bears have a history of holding on to their uh, that's correct. Their guys do their job, so I don't I don't believe that argument. Secondly, Ryan Poles shouldn't be trading anybody because he's already proven that he gets he gets slacked, um, he gets bashed in trades. He traded away Rokon for a low end second round pick and then trades a high end second round pick for uh, for Claypool. You're going to let this guy trade away the first quarterback we've had? Like, I mean, we had Jay Cutler, but that wasn't really a great quarterback. Right. This guy has potential to be a great quarterback. You're not going to let him just trade him out the door. You have an opportunity to get a number one. A uh, defensive player in either uh, Williams. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm blanking here, but you know the, 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 the end and the tackle. You can either draft one of those guys and hope that they turn out, which they most likely will, or you can you can draft a quarterback who might turn out. Trade away Justin Fields for what? A, a, a sec, uh, you know, a guy on a second, uh, a wide receiver on a second contract. Yeah. The 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 Bills traded. Stephon, traded for Stephon Diggs, gave up the 26th pick in the draft, and that was Justin Jefferson. Okay, I mean, it, it, it works out for both teams, but who would you rather have, a young just, Justin Jefferson or an older uh, Stephon Diggs? Right. I'm just saying. Like, you, you're, you're but ultimately, ultimately, you're saying trading uh, fields would be dumb. I'll say, we got it. Again, Carter, Anderson, those are the names that resonate with me with that, for this number one pick for the draft. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Plainfield, here's Tommy on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Cap and J Hood. How you fellas doing today? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, besides the fact that I find it absolutely ludicrous that they would trade Justin Fields, um, I, because one, I don't want to turn out to be the Arizona Cardinals. They did that with Josh Rosen. Obviously, we know you know Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Josh Rosen. They ended up pick up, uh, picking Kyler Murray, and look where they're at now. They're picking third in the draft. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out that way. But 
at the same time, could this just all be a smokescreen? Because we were all we were sitting here talking about driving up that price for that number one pick. If it gets out, possibly quote unquote leaked that the Bears are potentially looking to take quarterback number one. Doesn't that drive up the price for that number one overall pick for teams like Houston or Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Carolina, New Orleans, teams that are looking for a quarterback to trade up to that number one spot? Because, seriously, it is getting way out of hand with this Justin Fields trade talk. It is. It is for me, too, Tommy. Just because here's something that you could see in Justin Fields, someone that can be a developing quarterback. If you're not a fan, it does not matter if you're not a fan of him. All I know is that the guy was able to run with the football with less talent around him. Imagine with a good offensive line, a good enough offensive line for him to be able to connect to Mooney and Komet and to other new weapons. Absolutely. This is what I want to see for this Bears team. Now, from the caller before, Cap, talking about polls, you can only judge based on what you see, right? You and I believe, look at, looking at the Claypool deal, we're saying, you know. Better prove it. I mean, you better, Claypool better prove that he could be a weapon for Justin Fields because we did not see it this past season. So, I mean, you don't want to give that a black check mark, but next year will tell a great story, won't it, on what Correct. Claypool could do. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. It will tell a great story. I hope to goodness he hit a home run there. I hope so. That's, you know what? Because it's Chase Claypool, a ring double down the left field line is fine. Agreed. Right, like if it's a home run, that makes him a number one wide receiver, and right. he won't be that. Correct. But a ringing double down the left field line is all right with I, me. I just get nervous when guys who have proven records, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. whoever that is, when they give up on somebody, yeah, we'll take them. Hmm. Why'd they give up on him? <laughs> right. Because you trust the eyes of those talent evaluators. Right. And if they push you to the side, then how, what's wrong with that person? What's wrong with that player? Correct. Jeff Blauser to the Cubs. Correct. <laughs> Bobby Cox is so great at, at being a talent evaluator. You're not with the Braves anymore? What's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> right. That's, a, that's always my go-to example because that's just part of great talent evaluators that let players go because of age or something that we don't know, something that's not in the scouting report. That's always tough. I hope Claypool can be a difference maker for the Bears, part of the, the new era of the Chicago Bears. That's the hope. So more of your phone calls on whether the Bears should trade Justin Fields. Warren Sapp seems to think that there's going to be a deal in place. What do you think? 312-332-3776. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. We got Shot or No Shot coming up at 8 o'clock. Uh, we got Deal Breakers coming up at 8.35 as it is a Deal Breakers Thursday. As we talk to you about the Bears, there's Warren Sapp on the Brett Boone podcast talking about what uh, the Bears could be doing. He's been hearing things. You know what? How good is the preparation, the the, the, the practicing, and the people you're going to put around him? Because what I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're going to package him up, trade him for some other pieces, and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. They're to do nothing. 
I don't know what you heard. They finna do nothing. Fitting to package him up. Okay. <laughs> they finna do nothing, Warren. 312-332-3776. I'm sure he's heard that, but I don't know, think the Bears are going to do that. Let's go to Dallas, Texas, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Justin on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Justin. Hey, good morning, Hoodie. Good morning, Cap. I hope everything is good. Yes, it gets uh, good, man. You, you finna talk about the Bears with us, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know what? You know, I have been hard on fields, and that's only because I just wanted to win. I don't think Poles should trade him. I think if he considers that, then he's not as smart as we all thought he was. And if that's the case, then George has to look in the mirror because he made the hire. Uh, fields has come too far. Just build around him. I mean, we, we are in a good, we are, we're in a good position, and this is me talking. Um, you always thought I doubted him, but I don't. This is me talking. You're in a good position. Take advantage of the position that you're in. Don't trade him. What you going to trade him away just to start over again? If we start over again, then that's really a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to weigh in. I appreciate y'all taking the call, and thanks a lot. Thank you See very you, much. Justin. Have a good day at the fragrance counter. Gary in Naperville on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Gary. Guy at Nordstrom there. Thank you, Gary. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up? I just wanted I just wanted to talk about the the Claypool trade a little bit here. I feel like Brian Pohl doesn't get enough credit for for taking him away from Green Bay. I know they had an offer in there it was a little bit sweeter and. Uh, you know, I'll hang up and listen to your response, but uh, you know, I, I want to wait and see what happens with that trade. I, I know it is difficult to preach patience, especially when you level the franchise like the Bears have. I told you, Cap, um, going into the season for the Bears, I said, you know, if the Bears are going to tank, that doesn't necessarily work in the National Football League. It works in the NBA. It works in Major League Baseball because we've seen evidence of this team saying, okay, we're going to shed payroll and we're going to put kids out there and we're going to build this thing into something. We saw this with the Cubs. You know, we've seen this recently with the Houston Astros. I get that. In the NFL, it's difficult to do that because the championship moves around so much. But you had to be able to look at this franchise and say, well, if you're not winning with quality players like Mack and Hicks and players of that ilk, then why are they on the franchise? Why are they part of our team if we can't win with those good players? So you get rid of them. You try to get as much capital as possible. And in some cases, in a lot of cases, they got nothing back. They just let Hicks walk out the door. Allen Robinson walked out the door. They moved a ton of money to clear the books. They got, what, a second and a fourth for Khalil Mack? Mm -hmm. That's fine. For Roquan, a second and a fourth. Uh, Robert Quinn, a fourth-round pick. Like, the big difference, I know Shea's talking about the Lions. There's a big difference they traded Matthew Stafford, got a very serviceable quarterback back, Who? Jared, Jared Goff. Man. And <laughs> they got multiple first-round picks. We didn't get any of that. The first first-round pick they got was 32. D- it doesn't matter. That's I a first-round pick. But I'm just saying, and then they got yeah. lucky this year. The Rams were really bad. But... Whatever you want to call it luck, it they doesn't got change. a lot more back when they started there. Then they had the stones to trade T.J. Hawkinson in the middle of the season, who's a damn good football player, and got more draft capital back. Okay, we don't have that. So they're savvy in the front office. Why can't the Bears be savvy in the front office? We didn't have the not ad- everything has to look like a carbon copy. But the, I, I'm going to continue saying the same thing. Now I feel like I'm doing the Bears have no talent, but the other side of it. If these guys are any good, I expect it to be turned around fast. That's that's the only part of the point. That's okay. Cap, there's nothing wrong with expectations. I get it. You and I know what the process is. 
but but Shay's given us examples of going worst to first. And if that's the case, that's fine. And I'm not even asking him to do that. I'm saying go from worst to seven, eight, or nine wins. That's all. I'm not. Look, I get the Bears are in a worse situation than the Lions were, than the Eagles were, than maybe even the Jags were. But I'm like, I'm not asking you to get out of the crib and run the marathon. I'm asking, can you walk? And then maybe another year down the road, we'll start to run. Seven wins, I I don't have a problem shooting for seven wins. I don't have a problem with that. Do I think if I was a betting man, they're going to win more than seven? I do not. I don't. And I hope I'm wrong. I am a diehard. I want them to be good. But I also want them to build something sustainable. Yeah, that's my whole point. The last part of what you said is my point. What, however it happens, when you start winning, whether it's next year, whether it's 25, which is Mike's expectation, just make sure that you're in the mix. Because at some point, this is going to be post-Rogers in, in, in Green Bay. And I don't know how long the Lions are going to be a contender. Minnesota's Minnesota. And that, that might be a good team, but who are they, uh, are they going to be sustainable when Cousins is done? While the Bears are trying to rebuild something, I want them to be a contender. Not just in the North, but in the NFC every year. That's what I want. But whenever that clock starts, that's what I want. So that's, and we'll re- do this more at 9 o'clock, but the building thing is where I get a little nervous because if it's going to take, the, not that they shouldn't try to build something sustainable, but if it's going to take you three years to get there, if you look at the NFL right now, and it's championship weekend this weekend, three of the four teams have a quarterback on a rookie contract with an incredible roster surrounding that quarterback. If it takes you three years to build the roster, that's when the time's up on Justin Fields. And unless Mahomes does it this year, the quarterback who gets paid has never won it. So I get a little nervous. How about that, Joey G? Absolutely not. You wouldn't trade him either? Absolutely not. Well, and I'll tell you why. Why is that? <laughs> Our coaching staff. We're going to start over with Eberflus and that staff. Like you said, Hoodie, he's not the guy going to walk in early tonight. <laughs> you agree with that, Derek, in Brooklyn? You agree with that? You heard Warren Sapp. Nah, man, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think Warren Sapp is a clown. Excuse me, you know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, so, Wait a minute. Yeah, Warren Sapp's a clown, man, for putting that out there. Let me Let me say this, man. I'm 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 from Chicago. Say hello to Joey I G, Derek. It. Say hello to Joey G. Joey G, what's up, my dude? How you doing, man? Derek, um, how are you, pal? I'm good, man. I'm good. Listen, man. I love this franchise. I I go hard for this franchise, and I'm cool with the reset. So if if Ryan Pose is gonna surround this dude, it's gonna take some time. You know what I mean? I understand what Shay was saying. And I, and I do agree with him to a certain extent that we need to take some steps to show that we're getting better. Now, does that mean getting a wild card spot or whatever the case may be? I don't know. But if the team plays well, it's all good. And it's okay for Justin Fields to throw the team on his back. And if we got to win some games just because of what he does on the field, whether that's running for 80-yard touchdowns or whatever the case may be, it happens. Trevor Lawrence wasn't that good under Urban Meyer. He sucked. Mm-hmm. He got a good coach who came in, and look what happened. Can the same thing happen to the Bears? It's a crapshoot, but I'm willing to take that chance. Joey G, you, know you, I mean? you, you agree with that? I don't because they got Doug Peterson to to, to groom Lance, and I don't believe – I'm totally against the coaching staff. I do not like it, period. <laughs> so that, that, that's my point. We're going to – here, can Aaron Rodgers be a success when our – 
offensive line? No. Right. What about Joe Burrow? Can he be a success with our offensive line? No. No. So build some offensive line for Justin, and he's going to be a great quarterback. That's all he's going to do is get better in the passing game and better in uh, him holding the ball when he's running so he don't fumble. Don't get hot. All right, Joey G. Joey, we got to roll, man. Derek, Joey G, thanks so much for the phone call. Some passion on the Bears this morning. Shout or no shot. Two minutes on Chicago's Home for Sports.